Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast with Pastor Joseph Gibson at Cranberry Community Church. We hope God speaks to your heart through today's message. Uh, Lord, I thank you for your presence. I pray you speak this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Last week, we started a series called Fear Not. Uh, It's a word that God gave me back in December of last year, uh, and I didn't even realize how relevant it would be to this season of our lives. Uh, But we are in a season uh, where God is calling us to live above fear in a culture right now that is crippled by fear, whether it's fear of the coronavirus or fear of the results of the election. Uh, There is fear all around us, and God has given us a peace, as we talked about last week, uh, that passes all understanding. Uh, David said that when he was afraid, he would trust God. And when he trusted God, he was no longer afraid. It was a simple uh, formula of when you recognize that fear is coming on you, you make the decision, you choose to trust God. And as you do, uh, the fear leaves and is replaced by trust. But uh, if you Googled this morning, um, phobias, Uh, What you would find is hundreds and hundreds of phobias that people have. Uh, These are fears, and some of them are really strange, the fear of buildings or fear of road signs, you name it. Uh, Other ones are more uh, relevant. There's a a fear of sickness, uh, nosophobia. Uh, uh, There's a lot of that around right now, this fear of sickness. Um, But there's one I want to talk about that uh, this morning, and it's the fear of the unknown. Uh, When I say fear of the unknown, I don't mean you don't know what you're afraid of. Uh, What I mean is when you are in a a situation in life and how it's going to work out for you is completely in the air, you have no idea what's going to happen, and and that can turn into anxiety and into fear over the unknowns of life, over the uncertainties of life. Uh, This morning I want to address that. Can I tell you something? Based on my experience and my walk with God, but more importantly, based on my studies in the Word of God, not only are you going to have seasons in life that are filled with uncertainties and unknowns, but actually, biblically, God leads us into seasons of unknowns. He leads leads us into these seasons of uncertainties where the outcome uh, is not uh, defined for us. And uh, as He does, what happens is He pushes us to exercise a little muscle that he gave us called faith. When God pushes us into these seasons of the unknowns, uh, we have a choice, one of two things. We can succumb to fear, to anxiety, to worry, or we can choose to have faith and to trust in God. So this morning, I want to say, if you are in a season uh, of unknowns, uh, you don't know what's going to happen next, you don't know how you're going to get out of this situation, Uh, Can I tell you, it doesn't mean that you have fallen out of alignment with the will of God. It doesn't mean that God's angry with you. In fact, biblically, God might be leading you into that season to exercise your faith and your trust in Him. It doesn't mean that God is not there. Uh, Speaking of of faith, in Hebrews chapter 11, they define faith for us. It says, uh, uh, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what our ancients were commended for. Leave that up for just a moment. Uh, He says, faith is the confidence in what we hope for. It is the assurance or the conviction or the being convinced in what we don't see, being convinced of something that you don't see. It's why Paul said this. He said, we live by faith and not by sight. He said, we are rooted and grounded in our faith, which we can't see. 
rather than the things around us which we can see. Now, I love what they say here uh, when they're writing. They say that, that this is our faith, right? It's, it's the confidence in what we hope for, the assurance in, in what we don't see. And then he says this, and this is what the ancients were commended for. He doesn't say they're remembered for their might or their power. They are remembered, they are recognized for their great faith. Wouldn't it be easier this morning if we could just take the faith out of our faith? Do you know what I mean? If we could just remove that aspect of the unknowns from our walk with God, wouldn't it be so much easier if we knew what was going to happen, if we knew how everything was going to turn out? You know, when we pray things like, God, if you show me a sign, then I'll do this. What we're actually saying is, I just want to depend a little less on faith and a little more on something that I can touch, something more tangible. Now, I'm not condemning any way if, if, if you've done that. In fact, it happens in the Bible. It happened with Gideon. There are times where we just need a, a little more because sometimes faith, it's a hard thing. What I want you to see this morning is the heroes of our faith, as it said there, they were commended for their faith in God. They were commended for those moments in their lives where they had a choice to make to succumb to fear or to step out and walk in faith. And not only were they commended for it, many of them were defined by it, were defined by these moments. And I'm going to go through some of those. Uh, if you, you have your notebook, you might want to just jot down notes, uh, scripture passages, and, and reference them later uh, because I'm going to kind of fly through it. But I want you to see something as we're going through these. Uh, when they would face these situations that would uh, evoke uh, faith or, or evoke fear in normal people's lives, uh, God gave them really one word to boost their confidence. We're going to look at that, and we're going to begin with Moses. If you remember Moses, in the book of Exodus, he faces the burning bush, and God says, Hey, I am sending you back into Egypt, where you're a fugitive, by the way. If you go, they could kill you. But I'm sending you back there to uh, go to Pharaoh, the man in charge, and tell him to set my people free. And Moses replies in uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 11, it says, Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. I want you to see something that has just taken place. Moses is looking at himself in the equation God is looking at himself in the equation. Moses says, uh, are you sure you want to send me? And God says, I will be with you. Moses doesn't even address, or God doesn't even address Moses' question. He just says, no, I will be with you. And then God said in verse 12, he said, I'll be with you, and this will be a sign to you that it is, it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt... You will worship God on this mountain. You know how I just said sometimes we look for signs uh, so that we can uh, step out in faith with more confidence? Do you see the sign that he gives Moses here? That's one of my favorite signs in the Bible. He says, do you want a sign? After you go through all this and after you find that I am faithful, there's your sign. How does that help Moses in the moment? Anybody? <laughs> It doesn't. He says, when you see that I am faithful, there is your sign. I'm giving you nothing in the moment, but when you get there, you will look back and say, God was faithful. 
He says to Moses, the only thing you need to know is I will be with you. And then we get to Joshua. And if you remember, Moses hands the baton to Joshua. And now Joshua has to fill, to fill the shoes of the greatest leader in Israel's history. And God has a word for Joshua. Uh, in chapter 1, verse 9 of Joshua, he says, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Why? For the Lord your God will be with you. We go from Joshua, later we get to a man named Gideon. And God says to Gideon, hey, I'm sending you to, to go to war with the Midianite army. And Gideon says, I'm the least of the least. In Judges chapter 6, verse 15, says Gideon replied, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. And the Lord answered, I will be with you. God has done the same thing he did to Moses. Gideon is focused on himself in the situation. He's saying, how can I do this? And God says, I'm just going to ignore your question with this. I will be with you. Now, further on down the road, we get to a man named Jeremiah. And God said, I'm appointing you as a prophet to the nations to tell the people to repent. And Jeremiah replies this way in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 6. He says, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. And God replies this way, do not be afraid, for I am with you. Are you seeing a pattern taking place, church? We are walking from situation to situation where the circumstances lead to an unknown result. Can you imagine having to go before Pharaoh with your life on the line? And all that God says to you is, it's okay, because I will be with you. Jeremiah, again, was focused on the wrong person in the equation. God said, just focus on the reality that I am with you. If we went to Isaiah chapter 43, he says, when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the rivers, uh, when you walk through the fire, don't fear because I will be with you. Now, if the legends of our faith, if the legends of our faith tended to look at the wrong person in the equation, then it's okay if we slip into that same mindset. When we are in these uh, situations where there's just no way out, there are unknowns, there are uncertainties, and we begin to look in the mirror and say, how am I going to get past this or through this? The, the, the legends did the same thing, and God said one thing, I will be with you. But if the legends were able to shift their focus from themselves and their own weaknesses and inadequacies and to shift their focus onto the God that was with them, and to lean on faith in times of uncertainty. If they could do it, church, you can do it. Now I'll ask you this. Does this mean that you will never doubt in the face of uncertainty? That you will never doubt in the face of the unknowns? I told you we're going to kind of go through a, a whole bunch of people here. Uh, in Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, if you remember, they refused to bow down uh, to, the, to the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had built. And so he said, we're going to throw you in the furnace. And what they said was, the God we serve is able to deliver us. And then they said this, but even if he does not, now I might be reading into this, but I think they threw that little, even if he does not in there, because there was just a hint of concern that if God did not come through for them, at least they had that covered too. So even when you're walking in faith, 
There might be seeds of doubt there. If we went to, to Esther, and remember the, the, the Jewish people were going to be, uh, there was going to be genocide. Do you remember what she said? She said, I'll go to the king, but she threw this nugget in there. But if I perish, I perish. She did the same thing. She said, there's a possibility that this may not go the direction that I want to go, but now I have it covered, right? You say, Pastor, I feel like you just referenced every character in the Old Testament. Can I tell you, that's the point. This is the narrative of the Bible that God leads people. He leads them into situations that are unknown, that are uncertain. And he says, I will be with you there. He leads them there. And he says, I will be with you every step of the way. So what happens is when the people get to the other side, when Moses got out of Egypt, when Joshua led them to the promised land, when Gideon defeated the Midianite army, afterward, when they got to the other side, they looked back and they said, we do serve a faithful God. But God stretches us in those times. You have to recognize something that, that when you face uh, uh, uncertain situations, you don't have to look at it and determine if the odds are in your favor. All you have to know is that God is in your favor. Now, church, that should be a bumper sticker. It doesn't matter if the odds are in your favor when God is in your favor. I better see that on a bumper sticker next week. Renee, you got that. When God is with us, in the midst of a church. That has to be enough. That has to be more than enough. I want to I, I encourage you, if you are in a season of unknowns, in a season of uncertainties, don't feel like you need to power through this and find God when you come out of it. Because if you do that, you've missed the whole point. If you are in that season, you need to find God in it. You need to recognize that perhaps God led you there so that you could walk in faith and not fear, so that you could learn to trust Him and not lean on your own understanding. I feel like this morning it would be breaking, breaking some kind of, uh, uh, of sermon code if I talked about faith and didn't talk about Abraham. If you're talking about worship, you have to talk about David. If you're talking about courage, you have to talk about Josh, Joshua. Uh, if you're talking about faith, you have to talk about Abraham because Abraham was this, if he wasn't real, I would say he was the urban legend, but no, he was just the legend of our faith for many reasons. For one, because Abraham didn't have this frame of reference that we have. So Abraham couldn't go to the Bible and say, oh, wow, God was faithful every time in all of these stories. No, for Abraham, it was just the word of God. And that was enough for him. When God made a promise, he stuck to it. The Bible says, in fact, that his faith was great because when Abraham reached a point, the Bible says, where he was as good as dead, then he believed God for the promise. Then when he finally received the promise, it says he was willing to give it back to God when he took Isaac to the altar and he was willing to sacrifice him. And not only that, but if you read it, he had the faith that said, God will resurrect the promise. And then Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. Renee, if you want to go ahead and come up. 
It says this, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went. Now pay attention to this next line. Even though he did not know where he was going. So Abraham has taken this faith to a next level because what I'm talking about is a faith that says okay there are unknowns there are uncertainties about how this will turn out but I'll walk in faith anyway what Abraham said is I don't even know where I'm going but God is calling me to take this step with no idea the destination no idea what's going to happen along the way but God is calling me to do it so I will do it church uh, we, we look at the commands of God and we say you have to lay everything out for me as a prerequisite for my obedience have you ever done that said God if you just show me what it will look like then yeah I'll walk in faith church that's not faith we can't take the faith out of our faith in Exodus, Exodus chapter 13 uh, there's this uh, story where Moses is leading the Israelite people out of Egypt. And the Bible says that, that, that God went before them in a cloud by day and a fire by night. And he said, uh, if, if you can just envision a cloud by day and they follow the cloud and then it's a fire by night and they're following the fire. What I recognize this week is that the people weren't even, even going to a destination. It wasn't about a destination. It was simply about following the cloud and the fire. It was simply about following the presence of God. There is faith that says, God, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how this is going to work out or turn out, but I, I will walk in faith. I will trust you despite my understanding. Church, there is a peace that God has placed within us that transcends what we can understand. And for some of us, church, we're here and we're in that season where, what am I going to do? And for some of us here, church, we've laid our faith to the side and we've said, when I get through this season, I'll return. When I get through this season of uncertainty and unknowns, then I'll come back to God. But what God is saying is, no, I led you there. I am with you there. Can you guys stand with me? I can assure you, church, based on reading the word of God, he will lead you into situations of uncertainty. Because that's how you stretch your faith. When you don't know what's going to happen. And he says, trust me anyway. Follow me anyway. Cling to me anyway. When he sent the disciples out, and he said, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. What were his last words? He said, lo, I am with you always. That's all you need to know, church. When you leave this room, the presence of God doesn't stay behind. The Spirit of God goes with you. Lift your head. The Spirit of the living God goes with you. 
can you get excited with me, church? What'd you do earlier? That's it. Um, if we have a prayer team this morning, if, if you would go to the, the corner over here, you're in the corner today. Uh, if anyone needs prayer this morning while, while Renee is leading us and, uh, and you're here and you say, Pastor, that's, that's, that's me. I am in that place of unknowns. I don't know how I'm going to make it through. Can we just encourage you? Can we pray with you? We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to ask you to do anything weird. We just want to pray with you and lift you up. If, if that's you this morning, we have a prayer team uh, waiting. Everyone else, I just want to challenge you to enter into the presence of God, recognizing that He's here this morning. Father, I pray that for anyone in these seasons, God, and for all of us, because we all go through them, these seasons of unknowns, that we would learn to trust, that we would learn to walk by faith, God. We welcome your presence here. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's message. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for a new message every single week. And as always, from all of us at Cranberry Community Church, May God bless you.